the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I hope you got your sonar on because today we're going deep. We got a big show for you today. John and I have been up all night preparing this show for you. Or maybe the last 30 minutes. I don't know. Something like that. But today uh, we're going to go deep because uh, it's really important what we're discussing today. Today we're going to broach the subject of familiarity breeds contempt. That is the topic of today's show, the topic of my speech, if you will. But this is really important. Familiarity breeds contempt. That's just a fascinating saying. It's a proverb. Uh, You can call it an adage. You know, for those that don't know, uh, I do a lot of different things, but they're all in the same vein, the same light. You know, this daily radio show, every Monday through Friday from, uh, you know, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, Here we are, uh, delivering you radio that's inspirational, educational, and applicational. Uh, This weekend, I will be uh, with Team uh, 224, I think it is. Uh, Eight individuals from all over the country that will come together in Dallas-Fort Worth in a hotel meeting room. Uh, And we will change lives. Uh, We do it every single weekend that we do class. You can read about that at likeitmatters.net. Then I also do a lot of counseling, a lot of coaching. I do custom trainings, but I do one-on-one work, Uh, and boy, it's been busy lately doing that, just helping people that are struggling mentally, that are struggling physically, uh, that are struggling existentially. Uh, And then I also do a daily, uh, well, a bi-weekly blog, uh, podcast, I'm sorry. So every Monday, we have story time with Mr. Black, and then every Thursday, we have a full uh, podcast episode, which is similar to the Like It Matters radio Uh, And wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go ahead and just search Living Life Like It Matters. And then what I do is I do a daily uh, Word of God where I send it out uh, to people who are uh, spiritually inclined. It's called wayofwarrior.blog. You know the thing. And why I bring all this up. Yeah, the thing. You know the thing. Uh, The reason I bring all this up is because they all cross over. You know, it's not something separate, just like what I do in my training, what I do on this radio show, is I take the, the psychology, if you will, uh, the, uh, the disciplines of mental health, transactional analysis by Dr. Eric Byrne, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, um, multiple intelligences, logotherapy with Dr. Viktor Frankl, um, uh, canine, constant never-ending improvement, Dr. Edwards Deming, emotional intelligence. Uh, Dr. Dan Goldman, and and I am a man of God first and foremost. Uh, Everything else is secondary to that. I used to identify first and foremost as an American, 
but that was wrong. Now I first and foremost uh, identify as a Christian, and probably second or third I would call myself an American. But I take all these pieces, and to me, they all feed each other. They're not separate. I think that's what's unique. That's what my gifting is. That's what my skill set is. I can take the things of science, of psychology, of biology, of physiology, of spirituality, and my forte, what I've been doing for 30 years, is leadership development. And so all those together merge. And why am I bringing this up? Because I like to let you into the recesses of my mind, how my mind works. And so so today on wayofwarrior.blog, I was in the book of Revelation. And so I'm in Revelation 2, and he's talking to the church. Jesus is talking to the church of Ephesus. uh, And he says, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works that you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. That's where the proverb comes from that states familiarity breeds contempt. See, familiarity is a state of close relationship, being in close acquaintance with someone or something. Contempt is the act of despising, uh, having a lack of respect for someone or something, or to look down on them or it with aversion. The phrase is often used in reference to relationships. But think about this. It can also apply to things, to experiences, right? Think about that. So consider how if someone has the same job or practices the same hobby for a long time, right, they may not only get bored with it, but actually I've seen it happen, grow to hate it, grow to despise it. There's also something I call the courting philosophy. Men, you know this well. You know, when we desire something, uh, we put our best foot forward and we pull out all the stops. Again, this is usually seen in relationships at the beginning, right? Man, I can only speak as a man because I am a man, and I identify as a man, and I use a man's bathroom. So I'm three for three, so I'm pretty sure I'm a man. So as a man, a man sees a woman he wants. He engages in the pursuing, in the, quote, wooing of her heart, right? He will do whatever it takes to convince her that she is the one and that he is the one. And then they say, I do. You know that one, right? You ever been married, right? Now, after the honeymoon is over, which usually doesn't last that long, maybe two months, maybe six months, right? After the honeymoon is over, we settle back in a normal routine and we go back to pursuing our personal ambitions, our life, our career, our fame, our fortune. And ladies and gentlemen, what that scripture and verse in the Bible is talking about is God is not interested in our human way of pursuing something. You know, he's just not interested. You know, God's not interested in being put on the back burner as an accessory to our life. Matter of fact, in that same book, in the same Bible, just a chapter later, I think it's Revelations 3, and I think it's the church of Laodicea, right? Laodicea, right? He says, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. In other words, it makes God sick. And can I suggest that we make things sick when we get so used to them, so familiar with them. And so what we got to do is practice going back. We got to do is practice reminding ourselves. We got to practice turning. See, this is where as a leader, we're called to live and examine life because life gets busy. Life gets full, 
right? We even remember in the in the Bible, I think it's Luke 14, uh, where where there's a wedding feast, right? And the king's having a wedding feast and and says, Hey, come to our my wedding feast, the best food, the best drink, everything. And he sends out one of his helpers to to go bring in people for the big feast that everybody's been talking about. And remember he runs into three people. And one guy says, Oh, I just I just got married, got, can't go, gotta spend time with my wife. The other guy goes, oh, I just bought a piece of property. I've got to go spec it out. A little busy for that banquet. And the other guy, I think he said he bought an animal or something. He, I bought a, an oxen or something like that. And i got to go take care of them. And ladies and gentlemen, most of us should know how God feels to be put on the back burner. Whether that's a husband or a wife, whether that's a child. And today is all about reminding ourselves. Today is all about turning to return, because there are three zones that we live in in life, and too many people are looking for their comfort zone. The problem is this. The comfort zone is where things go to die. Our relationship with God, our passion in our marriage, our love for what we do, our realization that we were born in the greatest country on the face of this earth, or that we got to live in the greatest country on the face of this earth. Why do you think most Democracies only last 200 years because people get in this comfort zone and then they forget and then they wallow and then they start making excuses and then they start being a victim and they wind up back in slavery, maybe not to the same thing, but slave to something nonetheless. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to talk about those three zones that we live in. And for you to identify which zone you're in. And today, you're going to learn Fear's Address. I'm going to give you Fear's Address, but you got to come back after the break for that. So I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. You've chosen to pass this process. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. 
Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Dreesline, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My Three Quotes online. That's My Three Quotes. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. This is what change looks like. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Oh yeah. I am black and we are back to being under construction, living life like it matters on Like It Matters Radio. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about familiarity breeds contempt. You know, we know that saying, we say that saying, but that saying is so evident in every aspect of our life. I mean, let's be honest, um, it's about our comfort zone. We live in a world where everybody wants to be comfortable, and there's a lot of people comfortably going to hell. There's a lot of people comfortably going to divorce court. There's a lot of people comfortably going to rehab. I mean, think about this. We have so many job openings, but nobody wants to fill them. You know why? Because they're comfortably sitting at home getting fat and lazy off government checks. Not that that wasn't the plan to begin with. I'm sure it was. Yep. I mean, if Fat Albert got him some government checks, too, he'd probably be a lot fatter as well. You know, I, and I'm i talking about me, guys. I put on about good 70 pounds this pandemic, but I am now on day two. I had a successful day yesterday, and this is day two of my new eating style, my new healthy habits. And so I'm pointing the finger at me, not everybody else out there, because we've all been lulled into this comfort. Let's be honest. The only reason why Joe Biden is in office today, whether he was legitimately elected or fraudulently elected, is for people's comfort. Because it was a little uncomfortable for Donald Trump to be fighting against the deep state all the time. You had the media trashing him 24-7. You had the Democrats and their deep state and their media uh, counterparts 
all destroying him, all getting you worked up, all telling you how evil he was, all telling you all this. And boy, let's just comfortably go to hell instead of dealing with the uncomfortableness of a man telling the truth who we don't want to hear the truth. There are a lot of marriages that are broken because people want to stay comfortable because they don't want to get outside their comfort zone and take a deep, real look at structural change that needs to take place. I counsel people. I know that. It's a lot of work to turn around a bad marriage into a good marriage. It's a lot of work to, to stop your addiction of pornography. It's a lot of work to stop your alcoholism. It's a lot of work to stop your drug addiction. It's a lot of work to hold your tongue. It's a lot of work to quit yelling at people. It's a lot of work. Don't you get it? It's a lot of work. You know, what's different in America today than when I grew up, you know, I was born in 65, grew up in the 80s, I believe probably that was some of the greatest times in the history of this world. Uh, and part of it is what we listen to. What I listened to in the 80s was good stuff. Matter of fact, a lot of us grew up on those little cartoons that we watch every year. And nostalgically, we watch them again every year with our little kids, little claymation, right? Right? Uh, Frosty the Snowman, uh, and I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Sun. Whatever those, remember the two guys, the Heat Meister and the Snow Miser? All these little Christmas cartoons are some of my favorite. And one of the classics is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. And remember the, 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 the winter, what is it, Winter Warlock, I think was the name. Uh, and he kept Kris Kringle from going and delivering kids to the toy, uh, toys to the kids in that little village. Uh, and they w put a bounty on him. You know, he became the Donald Trump of the day where the deep state was going to stop Kris Kringle. Uh, and so he had to go through the, the terrible woods where the wizard lived, where the warlock lived. Remember? And, and when the wizard, the warlock was going to take Kris Kringle and, and destroy him, Kris Kringle went to his heart. And Kris Kringle said, Mr. Warlock, I, I, I got a gift for you here. A gift? No one's ever given me a gift before. And he sheds that little tear, right? We know it from the Grinch. That little tear that, that changed everything. And then all of a sudden, he became compassionate. All of a sudden, he grew a heart. And because of that, he lost his warlock abilities. And remember? And he didn't know what to do because he, he'd always flown everywhere. He'd always just magically appeared everywhere. And now without those powers, he was out of his comfort zone. He had to learn something new. Matter of fact, I think we got about a 20-second clip at the beginning. Go ahead and play that. I really am a mean and despicable creature at heart, you know. It's so difficult to really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to goods is as easy as taking your first step. Ah, changing from bad to good is as easy as taking a first step. I'm counseling this gentleman who is uh, in the church, who works for a church, uh, and has been struggling with pornography uh, since he's a little kid. He was molested on a mission trip and uh, people in the church, and it's just a, it's a terrible story. And this is a good man, good young man, and it's causing a lot of problems in his life. And so he went through my training a while back, uh, and I'm counseling him, coaching him, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, just wanting to get up, keep him on the right path. Uh, and he's struggling. And I told him, you know, we got to treat this like a drug addiction. We got to treat this like alcoholism. We got to start, you know, like we're a prisoner of war in a, in a cage and we got to do the lines. And so for each day, excuse me, <coughs> for each day that we have a successful day and we need to 
put together, string together a whole bunch of successful days. And that's the same thing about getting over our comfort zone. That's the same way that we learn to do anything else. You know, a, a story goes, a good old boy from down south, from Georgia, is in New York City. He's uh, doing some sightseeing, and he jumps in a taxi cab, and he asks the taxi cab driver, and says, hey, Mac, what's the best way to get to Carnegie Hall? And the taxi cab driver says, that's easy. Practice, practice, practice. And see, without realizing, that's how we change. That's how we learn to function outside our comfort zone. That's how we learn to do everything else. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me remind you with a little bit of song. Why don't you go ahead and play one of those clips there for him, John? Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door. See, that's what I grew up singing. I grew up singing those type of things. And by the way, if you actually listen to the whole thing, there's actually three chorus or three uh, stanzas, if you will. So let me just share with you the, the actual lines. It says, you never will get where you're going if you never get up on your feet. Come on, there's a good tailwind blowing. A fast-walking man is hard to beat. And the next one says, if you want to change your direction, if your time of life is at hand, well, don't be the rule, be the exception. A good way to start is to stand. And the last stanza says... If I want to change the reflection I see in the mirror each morn, you mean that is my election to vote for a chance to be reborn. Man, this was things that we listened to at the unconscious level. Words of encouragement, words of belief, words of godliness. And now we listen about my anaconda and killing cops uh, and bludging this and having sex with this and destroying this and robbing this and stealing this. And you don't think it matters? Next. Oh, it does. It does matter. And so comfort zones are places where dreams go to die. You know, there's a story about in ancient times a king had a boulder placed on a roadway. Then he hid himself and watched to see if anyone would remove the huge rock. Some of the king's wealthiest merchants and courtiers came by and simply walked around it. Many loudly blamed the king for not keeping the roads clear, but none did anything about getting the big stone out of the way. Then a peasant came along, carrying a load of vegetables. On approaching the boulder, the peasant laid down his burden and tried to move the stone to the side of the road. After much pushing and straining, he finally succeeded. As the peasant picked up his load of vegetables, he noticed a purse lying in the road where the boulder had been. The purse contained many gold coins and a note from the king, indicating that the gold was for the person who removed the boulder from the roadway. The peasant learned what many others never understand. Every obstacle presents an opportunity to improve one's condition. See, ladies and gentlemen, we used to live by the concept iron sharpens iron. We used to believe that adversity was the seeds of greatness. To overcome that adversity, we learned, we grew, we stretched, we humbled, we uh, learned humility. But now America is about victimhood. It's about the poor me. Life ain't no fair. He's got more than I got. His truck is bigger than mine. His girlfriend's prettier than mine. Life's not fair. I want more. Wah, wah, wah. Where's my mommy? Where's my daddy? Where's my snowflake? Ladies and gentlemen, 
we're never going to grow in our comfort zone. Why do you think most democracies only last 200 years? Because what happens is we get comfortable in our freedom. We get comfortable in our security. I mean, look at Ilan Omar right there from Minneapolis. She was in a refugee camp, supposedly a political prisoner. Life was terrible. America opens her doors to Ilan Omar and many others from Somalia. And what does she do to repay? She becomes so comfortable that now she becomes our biggest antagonist as an elected member. So she lives off the American people, and she does nothing but criticize and want to bring down the country that took her in. See, that's what happens in our comfort zone. And after the break, I'm going to go into the, the, what happens when we get stuck in our comfort zone. But I want you to know there are three other zones. There's not just our comfort zone. That's where people go to die. That's where our relationships go to die. That's where our relationship with God goes to die. That's where our passion and our, and our purpose go to be forgotten. But the good news is you can step outside that comfort zone. Now, it's going to be a little scary because outside of that comfort zone, you're going to meet an enemy. But the enemy is not what you think it is. It's somebody totally different. And after the break, I'll break it down for you. I am Black. We'll be right back. Construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. Psalm 51 verse 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Romans 3.23 reinforces this truth. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God's word is clear. All of mankind is born with a deadly problem, sin, which separates us from a holy God. The wonderful truth of the gospel is that we can be saved through the work of Jesus Christ. He himself bore our sins on the tree, becoming a curse for us. He became our sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says this, We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God loves you so much. Jesus is calling for you to be saved. Will you humble yourself today and respond? If you have any questions, you can look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 
Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Oh, yeah, my head's banging right now. I am Mr. Black. I want to wake you up. I want to wake you up to the possibilities, and that's why you're listening to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And let me remind you, when we say education, it's not condescending like I know more than you do. No, I use Einstein's definition of education, not the learning of mere facts and figures but the training of the mind to think. No! And so today we, yeah, <laughs> today we label the show Familiarity Breeds Contempt, right? And so let me talk about this, right, how I came to this and how this show's lined up this way. So first of all, let's go etymological on this thing, right? The origins of the expression, by the way, this is from the word counter. Right? I just came across this lady, Maggie Kramer. She's my kind of gal. Uh, she's an etymologist. And so she broke down the origins of the expression, uh, familiarity breeds contempt. So the first written record of this phrase appears to date to the late 1300s. Can you believe that? It was in the Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Now, by wow. the way, another great proverb that comes with that. Yeah, it's patience is a virtue. Also, I didn't know this came from the Canterbury Tales. So that's old. I mean, we're talking 1300s. Man, talk about knowing man, right? We've, we've had this saying around for 800 years plus. Familiarity, familiarity breeds contempt. So that's just fascinating. Men say that over great familiarity engenders contempt. That was technically what Chaucer wrote for, Fascinating, fascinating. So others' examples, by the way, uh, translation of Erasmus, familiarity bringeth contempt. Again, that was in the 1540s. Uh, and then, of course, 1928 in our time frame, if you will, familiarity breeds contempt. It has taken some races of men thousands of years to become contemptuous of the moon. So let me remind you, familiarity is a state of close relationship, being in close acquaintance with someone or something. So contempt is the act of despising. Think about that word. Because someone like Ilan Omar, you know, they despise America. The whole, the squad despises America. Uh, and when Donald Trump was running the government, uh seemed like a lot of Democrats despised America. Um, you know, Barack Obama's wife, Michelle Obama, remember? She's never been proud to be an American until Barack Obama was elected office. And then when Trump was elected, she was again, yeah, it does, it does. Because then she was again not uh, impressed with America because they voted for somebody different than her husband. Stunning. 
So you got to realize that this phrase, uh, contempt, is the act of despising, having a lack of respect for someone or something. Uh, the Democrats, the media, the deep state all have a contempt for Donald Trump uh, and anybody who voted for him. Anybody who is a white Christian evangelical who believes in the Bible, uh, this world today has contempt for us. And so we've got to realize what's going on, that we get in these comfort zones. See, see that's what happens uh, with the, the disrespect. We get familiar. We get comfortable. We've seen inspirational quotes encouraging us to get out and do something different, right? I mean, that's what the song was about, put one foot in front of the other. It was, uh, who was this, Neil Donald Walsh, who said, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. It's powerful. We know it's important to push the boundaries of our comfort zone, and that when we do, it's a big deal. But what is the comfort zone exactly, right? We got to know that. And why is it that we tend to get comfortable with the familiar and our routines? There's actually a lot of science as explain why it's so hard to break out of our comfort zone and why it's good for us when we do. With a little understanding and a few adjustments, we can break away from our routines and do great things. So the phrase is called optimal anxiety. Remember that. Optimal anxiety. The idea of comfort zones dates back to 1908, just so you know, uh, 1908. Uh, and uh, where is this? I want to read uh, Classical Psychological Experiment by Robert M. Yerkes, Y-E-R-K-E-S, and John Dobson. They found that a state of relative comfort created a steady level of performance. So if you're a go-getter, like I'm a go-getter, uh, looking to make magic happen, then you're looking to maximize performance. And what we need is not comfort. Nope, that's the worst thing for us because things die in our comfort. We need a state of relative anxiety. John and I function that. We were talking about that a little bit. A space where our stress levels are slightly higher than normal. This place is called optimal anxiety and is just outside our comfort zone. That's a little bit too much anxiety, but that's, some of us function well in that as well. But think about that. That We don't want too much anxiety. We want just the right. But real quick, before I go into these three cycles, I want to show you what's really going on in America, and it was written about a while ago. It's a great example of patterns and how we fall into this comfort zone and we destroy those things that we used to love. Uh, it is a theory developed by Scottish historian uh, Alexander Titler, T-Y-T-L-E-R. Titler identified a pattern about democracies and wrote in an article about the pattern. It's called the Titler Cycle. And this will show you, again, this shows you the destructiveness of our comfort zone. And yet you got so many people wanting to be comfortable. you get got so many people wanting the easy route. And look what it's brought to America. We're, we're imploding from the inside out. Uh, we're becoming an embarrassment of a country. All because we want to be comfortable. All because can't we all just get along. All because we don't want anybody to rock the boat. We don't even talk to each other. We censor each other now. Instead of debating something, instead of having a little bit of tension in a conversation, we just shut people down. We shout them down. We censor them. We call them deplorable. Uh, we call them insurrectionists. We want to throw them in jail. We want to fine them. We want to cancel them. And ladies and gentlemen, this path we're on is going to destroy the entire country. So here's the sequence. And man, it's stunning, startling. I was going to put the two words together, how we're living this. So the cycle is this. We start off in bondage. Then we go to spiritual faith, which leads to courage, which then goes to liberty, which then goes to abundance, 
which then goes to selfishness, which then goes to complacency, which then goes to apathy, which then goes to dependence. And then guess what? We're right back at bondage. Stunning. Matter of fact, there's an article I have here entitled An American Tragedy. Uh, It's dated December 16, 2008, uh, by James Quinn, a financial writer and senior director of strategy planning for a major university. And he lays out this pattern. It's phenomenal. He actually quotes uh, Alexander Titler from 1787. And this has happened in America today. I mean, I first came across this probably about that time, about 2008, 2010. And we were already far along, and now we've completely looped the whole thing. So here's the quote by Titler, supposedly. A democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time, listen to this, listen carefully, that the voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. Remember, how much money is Biden giving away? we got all these jobs that are open, but Biden's buying his votes, making sure that everybody's comfortable, fat and comfortable. That way, comes election time, you're going to just uh, mail in that ballot or just let someone come along and pick up your ballot because they're going to take care of your needs anyway and they'll fill it out for you. Not that that would ever happen, right? And he says, once that takes place, once voters discover that they can give themselves generous gifts from the public treasury, from that moment on, he says, the majority always votes for the candidates who promise the most benefits from the public treasury. Why do you think Joe Biden's created this uh, crisis at the border? They're changing the electorate. I mean, come on, people. They've said that. They want a one-party rule. They know they're going to give all Social Security welfare all to these people in poor countries. And who do you think they're going to vote for? All these people are going to vote Democratic. And so they're basically locking in one-party rule. That's why they don't care about this. That's why they're telling people to come as they are. We'll take care of you. Because it goes to one-party rule where they can do whatever they want, just like in Russia, just like in China. So you got to realize, and he goes through this whole list pretty powerful about how he goes from this to that. And we are back in bondage. If you don't think we're in bondage, you're crazy. The church is dead. Think about this. The church has always grown in adversity, under persecution, always grown under persecution. Think about that. Not in good times, but in bad times. As a matter of fact, you know the best time for the church was in the fourth century, when this guy named Constantine, who was uh, became uh, the emperor of Rome, right? You know that, right? Caesar, Caesar, right? You know that, right? He said, "Hey, let's make all of Rome Christian." And so they took Christianity and merged it with government, which basically became the Catholic Church. And since then, the, co- the church has been in dysfunction and deteriorating. It is in comfort that we go to die. It is in comfort that things never return. It is in our comfort zone where our marriages die. It is in our comfort zone where our uh, um, love for God fades. It is in our comfort zone uh, that we start, uh, we're in great shape and looking good, and then we stop doing what we did to get ourselves in great shape. And now in our comfort zone, we put on all this extra weight. It is in our comfort zone that we stay home and just cash government checks. And don't go out and push ourselves to learn more, to be more, to do more. And so after the break, I want to go through the pattern. And there's three zones that we can live in. The first one is the comfort zone. And then right outside of that, you're going to meet an enemy 
but it's not the enemy you think it is. And because of that enemy, you crawl back in your comfort zone. But you're good to know is beyond that zone, there's another zone. And there's a three-step plan. It's not that complicated. I'm not saying it's easy, but don't make it confusing. It's a three-step plan to get yourself back out of your comfort zone, back in the road of pushing yourself, of remembering, of working to be the best possible version of yourself, of working to be that George Bernard Shaw that you could have been. So I'm Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about familiarity breeds contempt. And we'll be right back. When you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. With vision on your journey, you can go most anywhere. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Okay, folks, it's time to turn screen time into dream time, vision boards into action plans, and some days into todays. Minnesota is home to more than 10,000 lakes. 130 waterfalls, 22 registered scenic byways, and two designated dark sky sanctuaries. It's a place where Prince reigns king and dining is divine. So whether you're looking for the northern lights or city lights, Monet or Chardonnay, find your true north only in Minnesota. ExploreMinnesota.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. 
That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Because we're living life like it matters. Right on. Today, I want to close out this radio show by going through the three zones that we all dwell in, that we all have the opportunity to live in. So we all know about the comfort zone. The comfort zone is where things go to die. And it's nice to be comfortable every once in a while. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but think about this. We're told, even our Christian walk, uh, you know, for those of you that are out there comfortable, uh, you might want to check your passport. You might want to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith, because the Bible is pretty clear uh, in the end days that the, the world's going to hate you if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, because it hated Christ. Uh, and it, the Bible actually says the love of the world is enmity with the Father, and the love of the Father will create enmity with the world. And so if you uh, identify as a Christian, uh, in these times today, uh, and your life is pretty comfortable and easy, man, that, that, that would worry me. I'm just being honest with you, uh, because this world is driven by the prince of the power of the air. Uh, the prince of this world, read your book, uh, is Lucifer. It was handed over to him, the deed to this planet, in Genesis 3. Uh, that's why Christ is called the, the, the kinsman redeemer, because he's coming soon to redeem, uh, to redeem what was given away in the Garden of Eden. And so beware uh, that we grow uh, in uncomfortableness. God promises you uh, an uneasy life if you follow him. It says you've got to pick up your cross daily. He says uh, you've got to count the cost. Uh, what do you think those things mean? A cross isn't something fun to carry. It was the most brutal forms of, uh, of, of death. And so you've got to realize um, through the struggles of life, we grow. Uh, there's three-step process in the Christian experience. There's justification. We're justified by the blood of Christ. Uh, there's sanctification, where God takes all the unfairness, all the uh, unjustness, all the harshness of life, and he uses us to make us more like Christ. And then the, other, the last part happens on the other side of eternity, and that's called glorification, uh, where we uh, become glorified through our, our faith in Christ alone, by faith alone, in him alone, through the word of God alone, uh, to the glory of God alone. It's the five solas of the Reformation. And so we've got to push our comfort zone because iron sharpens irons, because that's how we grow, because friction creates a diamond, because friction moves things. Friction creates heat. It is friction between a man and a woman on their wedding night that creates a beautiful love that could sometimes be called a child. So there's friction's a good thing. Friction tells us we're alive. Friction tells us we have a heartbeat, right? Uh, sometimes we get it so comfortable uh, that we're wondering if we're even here. And so our first zone that we live in is called comfort. But the problem is we don't have to do anything to be there. We automatically reside there. So the zone outside of that, remember I told you I can always give you fear's address? Fear's address is right outside your comfort zone. So the inner zone is comfort. The second zone right outside of it is fear. And fear is an acronym. It's false evidence appearing real. Think about that. It's a straw man. It's not real at all. I always give this example. Please, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're able to do this, put your uh, right or left hand out in front of you. And I want you to cup it. Uh, and I want you to imagine. You know how to imagine. We do it every day. 
that you have a freshly cut lemon in your hand. I sliced it in half. It is the juiciest lemon you've ever seen. It's like when you pour a glass of soda, right? You look at the very top, it sparkles above it. That lemon was so fresh. I mean, it's almost spitting out lemon juice. Put that lemon, freshly cut lemon up to your nose. Smell that aroma of that lemon. Now open your mouth and take a big old bite out of it. And I'm going to ask you this question. If you really did that, you probably got a funny, sour, pungent look on your face. And my question to you is, why the funny look on your face? And if we were here having a conversation, you'd say, well, because it's sour. And then I would say, what's sour? There's nothing in your hand. Put it down. You look weird. Put your hand down. It's crazy. There's nothing in there. And yet, my salivary glands are excreting. Under, uh, that saliva is coming out underneath my tongue. Why? See, my body acted as if I actually had a lemon. I start every morning uh, with a warm glass of lemon water for half hour, nothing else in my body. It resets my system. It moves me pretty good. Uh, so I love lemons. I could eat them like, uh, like oranges. But my mouth is salivating. My mouth, I can't have to swallow because my mouth is filling up with saliva because I'm thinking about it. And our bodies act as if. This is the power of the mind. And if you go to my leadership training, Leadership Awakening at likeitmatters.net, I will teach you how powerful your mind is. I will teach you how to get out of the passenger seat into the driver's seat. See, it's false evidence appearing real. There's no lemon in my hand, and yet my body's acting as if it was. Now, here's the cool thing about fear. It's a straw man. It's not real. The only power it has is the power we give it. And we grow in this zone called fear because we stretch ourselves. We push ourselves. We learn new ways. We learn new things. We learn what we're made of. It's like boot camp. That's what Army boot camp's about. It's in football training where you go the two-a-days, OTAs they call them in, in the NFL. Uh, you know, you, you see what you're made of. You get pushed. You get taxed. You get stretched. Uh, you build that iron sharpens iron. That's what that's all about. That's why if you're in martial arts, you do the same uh, katos uh, over and over and over and over and over <clears throat> because they become second nature. That's the key, second nature. And so in my class, my class is really intense, really intense, and there's no warming up. And a lot of times what people want to do is they want to lighten the mood. You know, They want to reduce the stress, and they use techniques like laughter and silliness. And boy, in the first night of my training, when anybody attempts to reduce the tension in that room, I hit it pretty hard. I tell them, listen, I do not want you to lower the tension in this room. Here's what I want for you. I want you to learn how to function at a high level in a stressful environment. See, you can't do that in a comfort zone. You can't read about it. You can't get self-confidence in your comfort zone. You can't listen to a great speaker talk about self-confidence and get it. You can't watch a PowerPoint overhead presentation about self-confidence and then all of a sudden it's imputed on you. You know where you learn self-confidence in the fire, in the arena of life, in the battlefield. You lack discipline. When you get knocked on your butt. Yeah, you got to get knocked on your butt. And you got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again. And you're going to get knocked on your butt again. And you get to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again. Right? But yet today in America, we become this nation of victims. We used to believe that it was adversity that made us great. It was the learning how to overcome adversity. You know, the good book says that there's two paths out there. One's wide. It's easy. It's comfortable. A lot of people are on it. They're having sex. They're having fun. They're doing everything they want to do. They're living life like it matters for themselves, for their flesh. 
for the world. But God says that's not the one you want. He said there's another path. And he says it's narrow. It's very narrow. And he says very few are on it. But he actually goes and says very few will actually even find it. And he says it's hard. And he says find that one. That's the one you want. Because that takes your life everlasting. Read that good book. And I'll tell you what. Two things I learned from reading that good book. Number one, life ain't no fair. Stop with your social justice. If we all got justice, none of us would be happy because we'd be in hell where we belong. Justice comes on the other side of eternity. So stop with the social justice. We are called to forgive. We are called to not carry a pound of flesh. Love keeps no record of wrong. God says, "For I have forgiven you. So as your father has forgiven you, you too forgive your fellow man. He says, if you do not forgive your fellow man, I will not forgive you. So I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't going to be a lot of Black Lives Matter people in heaven uh, because Black Lives Matter is wrapped up in what happened 200 years ago, 400 years ago, 500 years ago. How far back we're going? Now we're going to 1619. Maybe we should go to 1222. How about 1062? You know, maybe read Isaiah 53. That how Jesus, God himself, was treated. He wasn't a man of fun. He wasn't a man of justice. He's called the man of sorrows, familiar with grief. Had no place to lay his head. No room for the inn. That's how the world treated our Savior. Are you comfortable? Are you functioning in that uncomfortable zone called fear? Dr. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book, which I highly recommend. She says it's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says three levels down, fear uh, is a simple concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. And so once you learn how to push through this fear, it becomes your normal comfort zone. And beyond that is this zone called panic. Now, you can function for a very short period of time in the zone called panic, but do not forge your mail. Yeah, it will destroy you. So one of the keys to life is keep pushing your comfort zone. Get outside your comfort zone. And function in that zone called fear, false evidence appearing real. Because after a while, it becomes your new comfort zone. And what used to bring about fear now brings about familiarity. What used to bring about panic now just brings about a little bit of fear. And when you realize you can feel the fear and do it anyways, then life's changed. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Do you understand at all what I'm saying? You gotta grow up. This is gonna be a changing day in your life. You gotta help me, help them, help you, help me, help you. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Otomi Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like. Uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that all of which jtr gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. 
Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs.